Voracek. Voracek coming to the front. Curry one. Score! Hey everybody, this is the Gloves Are All Sports Podcast. My name is Jim Drumheller, and as always with me is my broadcast colleague, Jim Bruno. Today we're going to be talking about the UFC, the big news being the announcement of the uh, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight. We'll be talking about the Flyers, we're going to be doing a uh, protect or, or expose. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about WWE Extreme Rules coming on, how we did, what we thought about what happened, as well as the upcoming Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And uh, what do you got for us for the Eagles? Uh, some training camp or mini camp notes and thoughts and yeah. you know, whatever. Sure. It's kind of, we're in a dead period. State of the Eagles address. Yeah, there we go. So, get right rolling to the UFC, Jim. There we go. So, it'll never happen, huh? It's never going to happen, is what I've heard. Ah, as long as Dana didn't sign off for it. No, that wasn't the caveat you put out there. You just said it'll never happen, he'll never get licensed. Oh, I went back and listened. He got licensed. Yeah. He got licensed. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Well, Jim, they're not going to get him. He's not going to be licensed for no reason. Um, They're not going to, he's just not going to apply for a license for no reason. This has been months and months in the making. Um... Kind of reminds me the uh, shades of Ali and uh, was it Andre that he messed around with or Muhammad Ali and you know Anoki yeah Anoki that's what it was right yeah um pretty cool I'm pretty excited for it I think we're gonna do it it's probably about two hundred bucks but well uh, and that's just a pure speculation I don't know but I'm thinking we're gonna have the basement full and we'll get uh, I'm here it's around a hundred hundred yeah that's about normal though actually. yeah hundred hundred fifty for the yeah HD. But but, before you're paying four hundred dollars to watch it a, a, a boxing match yeah you, that's not what you're doing here. Nah. It's a freak show. It's a freak show fight in every sense of the word. I think the uh, really interesting thing is going to be the undercard. How do you do that? Oh. We talk, I think we talked about this maybe off air. Like, do you throw in a couple boxing matches, a couple UFC matches? No, it's all boxing. It's all boxing. Yeah. Okay. In fact, you know who's calling that show? <laughs> Mario Ranallo. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, WWE got a little, little bit of trouble with uh, JBL. Well, I mean, he's, 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 he does the Showtime shows. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be a show, uh, Showtime pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, I mean, he... he he does MMA. I mean, he did a lot for uh, Bellator and everything, mm. and stuff like that. And so he's got experience in both fields. Yeah. So he's kind of the perfect guy to do it. Sure, sure. I'm sure there's going to have to be some kind of UFC twist, spin, whatever on it in order yeah. to appease Dana. There's got to be something there. Right. And before we get deeper than that, I want to talk about Matt Hughes real quick. Right. Um, I found out this morning, you know, because Matt Hughes has been teasing to come back. I woke up and he's all over Twitter and I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he got a fight. Maybe he is going to Bellator to start the other thing. And, uh... Nah, it turns out that there's some tragic news for Matt Hughes today. He uh, was riding as a passenger in a truck. This is what we know so far. He was riding as a passenger in a truck that was struck by a moving train. Mm. He was airlifted to the hospital with very serious head trauma. And it's just, it, it doesn't look good right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully that shakes out and hopefully uh, the best for Matt Hughes. Even and... if he pulls through it, it's one of these things where it's, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he'll survive, but will he ever be the same? Most times with head injuries, the answer is no, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a shame. I mean, Matt Hughes, when I, when I, when I first started, like, 
really, really watching UFC. Matt Hughes was my guy. Mm. Watching him tear through people like BJ Penn and George St. Pierre. Uh, watching him tap out George St. Pierre. I mean, Hughes got big way before St. Pierre in the sense that, I mean, it was St. Pierre's second fight. And Hughes tapped him. They right. did a trilogy and St. Pierre smashed him the second and third time. But Matt's always, you know, he's always been that guy and he was never really flashy. He didn't talk any trash. <laughs> he's went on there, you know, corn fed wrestler type. Yeah, gotcha. Grew up in the Midwest gotcha. or the South, one or the other. But, you know, prayers for Matt Hughes. There you go. On to this, uh, and prayers for Conor McGregor because I don't really see this going his way. I think either way it goes his way. He's going to make $100 million. Yeah, but I mean, insofar as he thinks he can win this fight. Well, you have to have a degree of that in you if you're going to sign up for any fight. Yeah, but is it realistic? It doesn't matter. I mean, that's one thing about the athlete's psyche that you're probably missing. Well, no, it does. I asked you. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's the one thing about the athlete's psyche is you can't be a successful fighter or a successful competitor in any sport unless you believe you're the best in the world. Every time you go out there, you got to go out there and know you're going to win. Yeah. Um, The thing of it is, is it's, 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 and I've read this statement today, and it really, think about it. If you remove any sort of bias you may have towards it Mm -hmm. and actually think it through logically, can you honestly come up with a scenario where Conor McGregor wins this fight? Honestly, no. I mean, I, I've heard the reports. <laughs> I, I've heard things like um, Pacquiao only hitting him five times in a fucking full distance fight, or somebody yeah. only hitting him, and you know, Pacquiao's a puncher. He's older and smaller, too, though. Yeah. <clears throat> You're also getting a 40-year-old Mayweather and a 30-year-old or 29-year-old McGregor. Yeah. So who knows if he's lost a step in, in Mayweather. Yeah. I mean, 40 years old, your reflexes aren't what they were. I still think a, a half-cocked Mayweather is still a far better box than Conor McGregor will ever be. You may be right. You may be right. All he has to do is knock a hit with a left. And he's good. <laughs> you know. I, I see McGregor getting tagged early and often. I see... But I don't, I, I still think he can go the distance. I see Mayweather dancing, wearing him out. Yeah. Weathering the storm early. I don't think Conor has the gas tank to do a 12-round fight. Yeah, I think he may pass out from exhaustion before he gets to the 12 rounds. That's kind of what I've been hearing. Is, you know, McGregor... He couldn't go two rounds with yeah. Diaz without sucking wind. Exactly. And, and the other They're thing also is, five-minute rounds. They're also... <sighs> You don't have the weight of the other guy on you. Right. When you're wrestling and things like that. Right, but he wasn't wrestling Diaz. Well, you know. I mean, they were straight up slugging. Hey, it, you know, as much of a freak show as it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Sure. Then we're gonna I would pay $100 to watch it, though. 50 Ah. Uh. We'll, yeah, we'll split it. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll see what's the win. Yeah. I am gonna take all for it. The future is now. Holy yeah. shit! I still think he's got the reach advantage by two inches, but at the same time, and everybody always talks about how different MMA striking is to boxing, and nobody ever explains why. And a lot of it has to do with the way you set up punches mm-hmm. and the way you work distance in MMA is with kicks and yeah. threat of the takedown. They're both gone, yeah. and that's why you see like when they square up, you see MMA guys square up, you see boxers square up. Boxers are always a lot closer together, mm-hmm. and when you're that close together, the reach advantage is gone. Yeah, and it comes down to defense, and if that's what it comes down to, Connor's in for a long night. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Mayweather knocking him out. Yeah, and that's why we what was the, what were the odds we saw. Yeah. 100. No, Connor by decision was plus thirty three hundred. Yeah, that's, that's absurd. That's really, really crazy. Dude, you put up fifty bucks. Long odds. You put up fifty bucks and you're walking out with over a grand. Holy shit! But yeah, uh, yeah there it is. So it moving is. on with the UFC, we had a uh, UFC two twelve coming going since our last show. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, we got to watch some fun stuff. We got to watch Vitor uh, Belfort won a fight. Yep, he won his retirement fight. <clears throat> Excuse me, he won his retirement fight, and then said he wants to fight five more times. I don't think he understands the way retirement works. I think he understands plenty how retirement works. It sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you beat Nate Marquardt. Good for you. Yeah. I want a new contract now. To do what? Yeah. You to can't be beat anybody can. worthwhile. To be a tomato can for right. five other guys. You're going to be the male cyborg? Yeah. Just make sure you do it in the cage. We're done. Moving on to the females. Uh, Claudia Gedalia absolutely rolled through Carolina Cole Kevich. 
which is a surprise to me, actually. Yeah. Absolutely rolled through and tapped her in the first round. Katalia is one of those interesting scenarios where she's good enough to beat everybody in division, except the champion. Gotcha. So you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Biggest news of the night, though, is uh, Max Holloway wearing out and knocking out Jose Aldo to mm. unify the featherweight championship. Wow. Featherweight? Don't we know a guy that used to have that belt? Yeah, I believe we do. We do. Okay. Problem is, winning belts makes you a title holder. Defending them is what makes you a champion. Champion, yeah. But Holloway's ready to defend. He said he wants Frankie Edgar first. Okay. Cub Swanson wants in on that, but he's Cub Swanson, so he's not going to get it. <laughs> uh, kudos to Cub Swanson for, uh, you know, his, his last fight, he beat Arvin Lobov. That's really impressive, but it's it's not enough. Uh, another fight that went down between here and last show. It wasn't on that show, but it, 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 it went down nonetheless. Was that Mark Hunt versus Derek Lewis? Mark Hunt. Derek Lewis was famous for knocking out Travis Brown and then wanting to know where Rousey was. Where's Rousey's fine ass at? <laughs> His nickname's the Black Beast. It's 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 not a euphemism. <laughs> it's 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 he it's is for real a big it's not, guy, not calling like a big guy tiny or anything. Yeah, like that, or? it's funny because he looks like all these guys that's got constant narcolepsy. But then he cuts backflips into a pool. He's got to cut down to get the two sixty-five. Yeah. Um, and he's been on a six-fight win streak. He got hurt. He hurt his ribs against Brown, and it was funny because the first time you see him holding his ribs in the aftermath, he got hurt. Now he's like, "Nah, I just got to take a shit." <laughs> he's like, "We got to cut this interview short, man." Got to take a shit. And it turned out he broke a couple of ribs, but uh, Mark Hunt absolutely browbeat him. Really? Yeah, it was just absolute staggering. Um, it looked like Lewis got hit early and decided he was he didn't want to do this anymore. Mm. Uh, he couldn't do anything to Hunt. He got tired real fast, and he wouldn't go out. So Hunt just kept pounding him, and eventually the ref was in no miles. <laughs> Lewis promptly retired. All right. Hunt Hunt keeps rolling. Hunt's one of these guys that wins just enough to stick around. Yeah. And when he does, it's always in, in, in exciting fashion. But like you said, it, Hunt's the guy that um, went against Lesnar, right? Yeah. And you said there was a while there where every guy tested, every guy positive, fought, tested, yeah. yeah. So every every guy that beat him or something yeah. in a certain time frame or whatever. Well, I mean, no, he won a couple of those fights. He beat Frank Mir, and Frank Mir popped, and he was still pissed. <laughs> And so far as the fight portion of this, uh, the only other fight that's worth mentioning here is that, no offense to the fighters, they all did great. This morning, or uh, tomorrow morning, 5 oh, a.m. Oh, we're still doing that, huh? Yeah, tomorrow I am Holly Holm versus Betch Correa. Now, is that a pay-per-view? Is that how it's gonna... a fight pass event. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm not watching that. No, well, it's 5 a.m. too. I'll be awake. Well, go to uh, Fightful.com. Check out the play-by-play. They do a great job over there. All right. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on real quick is the uh, the situation with uh, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Okay. The uh, flyweight champion. Yep. He, uh, he tied the record for title defenses. And uh, they told him his next fight, they'll give him some pay-per-view points. He'll get some money to start okay. getting paid. Because, uh, you know, the guy's dominant. Mm-hmm. The guy is the Anderson Silva of his day. And nobody cares because he's a flyweight. Yeah, well, yeah. And they don't market it. And that's what his, his argument was. Why, well, I'll fight Sergio Pettis because Pettis is a big name and it'll get some buy rates in and you guys aren't going to market this thing so let me get the big name and I said no we want you to fight Ray Borg come on fight Ray Borg be a pal fight Ray Borg is he done playing hockey Ray Borg <laughs> he goes nah come on fight Ray Borg and he's like you know what fine but you guys better market this thing I don't want to do it but I'll do it for you guys and then Cody Garbrandt got hurt and TJ mm-hmm. Dillashaw starts running his mouth he goes I'll go down and fight uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson but he, let him break the record on me and they go yeah let's do that it doesn't sound and Mighty Mouse go guys no yeah. stop it alright I'll fight this guy but I want guarantee mm-hmm. I want I guarantee that if he doesn't make weight, because he's moving down, yeah. if he doesn't make weight and it doesn't count towards his record, then I get his whole purse. Oh. And he's, he had a few other demands in there, and the UFC balked at him. The only show to his credit said, yeah, let's do it. You got my purse if I miss weight. Wow. Um, but let him miss weight and it not be official, and you know what I mean? Dana White's reaction, the company's reaction was a little more extreme. It was shut up and fight over. We're going to shut down your whole division. He's rolling with an iron fist again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the flyweight division doesn't make any money. Yeah. And apparently they've been talking about shutting it down for a while now. Hmm. 
But how about you just market it? There's yeah. an idea. Like, put a little little gas behind it. You got it, one of the little... best fighters in the world down there. Yeah. If not, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. Why not market this thing? Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> They're going back and forth. And honestly, they should just... They, they bullied him into fighting Borg. Let him fight Borg. Yeah. Uh, I'm sick of all these people moving into different weight classes and getting immediate title shots. Yeah. You want to move into a different weight class and fight for a title? That sounds great. That's great to me. Come up the ranks. Come up the ranks. Fight somebody for it. Yeah. Fight a high rank guy. You know, you're a big name. Fight, fight a high rank guy. Fight the number one contender. Fight, fight Ray Borg. Go through the money in the bank. Fight Sergio Pettis. Right. Yeah. Win the money in the bank briefcase. That'd be a good idea. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> now I want to move on to the Flyers. All right. Last week we did the, uh, last show we did the, uh, the uh, forwards. Forwards, yep. It was a grueling task. It, you know, a lot well, of hard work. A lot break. of them, yeah. I uh, learned some good news since then. Okay. And that's the Vegas cannot take more than one. Okay. They have to take one, but they can't take two. They can't take three. You get one, make right. it last, make it count. Uh, moving on the defense is going to be a lot easier. Now, you can protect a couple of these guys, you got to expose a couple of these guys. The good right. news is the guys like Ivan Provorov, Sammy Moran, Robert Hogg, they're all exempt. Perfect. They're all exempt. We'll do the goalies today, too. All right. Uh, the other good news was Shane Gossespierre got a new contract. Yeah, I, I saw something you uh, put on our site about that. Um, what were the... I, I really didn't get a chance to talk to you. What, you said you didn't realize how bad it could have gotten. What were you trying to explain? Well, Gossespierre is a restricted free agent. He got a new contract. Six years, $27 million, 4.5 a year, which is a team-friendly deal. Um, the problem you ran into is, as a restricted free agent, even if you protected him, Vegas has a 72-hour window on free agents where they can negotiate before everybody else. And they had the option of signing Gossip Bear because he's restricted. They couldn't sign him, but they could sign him to an offer sheet. Yeah. Which the Flyers would the have Flyers to match. To match, yeah. Now, Vegas's cap room is 70, 70 whatever, whatever the cap is. Yeah. They have no payroll. They can yep. offer him whatever they want. Yeah. They can offer him $20 million a year. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> For the first two years or right. whatever it is, yeah. And there's no way the Flyers could ever match that. Never. That could have got bad. Yeah. They could have took him without having, you know, you could have been exempt. Luckily for the Flyers, he kind of had a down year last year. And compared to the previous year, he had a down year. Um, I like to say he came back down to earth. Yeah, that's another way to put it. It's hard not to have a down year for that rookie Yeah, exactly. Year. <laughs> so, we'll see what he does next year, then you'll kind of know where he's going to be. Right. You right. know, a couple years in the bigs, and we'll figure it out. Um, I'd prefer to figure it out here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't need another uh, LeCavier or, or anybody like that. You know, Or not LeCavier. Who am I thinking of? A couple of guys that they traded the way they became good players. Uh, was it LeCavier? Regular season or playoffs, because that's a big difference. You got guys like Van Riemsdyk and Bobrovsky who got traded away and are great in a regular yeah. season, but they disappeared in the playoffs. This guy got traded away that I'm thinking of, and he wound up coming back to us years later, and he was kind of on the downswing of his career. Boy, that, that yeah. I'm I have no idea. I think it was LeCavier, dude. No, LeCavier didn't start here. It didn't? All right. Maybe Umberger. Nope. I remember that kind of name. But, uh... Whatever. Let's keep going. We're going to move with the defense here. We'll start with Goss's pair. Obviously, you protect uh, yeah, I think he's protected now. Yeah. Rod Kugudis, you got to keep the beard. Yeah, okay. How many of these do I... How many of these guys do we have, though? That's yeah. The, how many protects do we have? There was one obvious one, so I left him off. Okay. And then there's you, you keep two and you cut two. Right. You expose two. And the two you're exposing are Andrew McDonald and Brandon Manning. You get to keep one. You can protect one of these guys. That's think, what it is. I think Manning you uh you protect. Manning's younger. McDonald's got the miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing to look at McDonald's, he played almost twice as much mm-hmm. as Manning last year, insofar as ice time. Yeah. He paired off well with Provorov. Okay. Uh, Manning, I just, I just don't think it's happening with Manning. I don't know. I could be wrong. And so, I don't think either one of them are going. I think... Yeah, I mean, I mean just because you're leaving a guy exploit, you like you said, you have to take one player. Doesn't necessarily mean you would be taking a... I would probably expose McDonald's just because it's it's tough to call, but McDonald's got... He's still I, on his home contract. Yeah, I don't think that he's going to... That, and that's a factor. He's still on that home contract. Oh, uh, so he got overpaid. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's on the cap for five years. He's not worth five. Wow. No. What's, their, what's the team cap? Uh, we don't know yet. 
What was it last year? 71.4. Okay. So that's a nice size chunk out of that. It could go up as high as 77. Okay. For the next season, if they use the full escalator. Early reports have it leveling off somewhere around 75. Okay. That's decent. And it was 74 last year? 74.1. Oh, okay. So it's gone up a mil. Yeah. Uh, Good news for the Blackhawks, who need to re-sign a bunch of guys that have no money. (laughs) A bunch of big name guys. A bunch of the key pieces. Really? Need new contracts, and they don't have any money. How does that happen? Uh, You win now. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Not like the Flyers tried to do for 30 years. Yeah, and then you spend a bunch of money hanging on, like the Flyers did do for 30 years straight. Uh, So that's that. We'll expose McDonald. Yeah. Just hoping that Vegas takes a flyer on a cut. They need to fill up cap payroll. Yeah. They got it. They got it. They got it. At an expansion draft, they got to pull in 60% of the cap. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So we're talking like 42 million. Yeah. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll pick up the contract. Just to have. Just for numbers, yeah. Free up 5 million for us. That'd be nice. We're at, I think, 8 right now. Mm. Uh, With the cap escalator, you're at like 13. Another 5, put you close to 20. Okay. Uh, and that's to get Cousins a new deal and a goalie. Yeah, which I wanted to discuss, but I kind of heard some on the radio. But today. moving on to the goalies. Yep. One guy you're not going to have to protect, you're not going to protect, is Steve Mason. He's gone. However, if they do sign him, it counts as the one flyer. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. Yeah, that, and uh, something interesting I heard today, that they're actually kind of hoping, and they, they gave um, the backup. Neuvert. Neuvert. Gave him the contract in hopes that they take him. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. That's kind of what I heard. I mean, it, it would kind of shoot you out of the water, because we left with Stolars at that point. You want a veteran presence. Yeah, and they were talking about Mark. Andrew, Flurry, or... I think they're going to protect Neuvert, honestly. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's probably a safe bet. You want a veteran presence behind the net. Mm-hmm. If you expose Stolarz, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Because you still don't know what you got, but you, you've seen glimpses of what you got, and it looked nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got hurt again. Yeah. Uh, he's currently hurt at the moment. Is it really? Yeah. Which may be why you run the risk. You expose him because you don't know. I mean, injuries are injuries. You, you expose never... him because you figure they're going to take two goalies yeah. out of all the teams. Mm-hmm. Not one for me. Out of all, they get two or three. Yeah. And there's better goalies out there. There's Mark andre Fleury's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was actually hearing him as a free agent or a trade to the Flyers. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. His cap hits huge. You can't win in the playoffs. They don't. You can't win in the playoffs, so they don't put you in the playoffs either. Murray got pretty hot. And... He started this year's playoffs. Did he? Yeah, and then he collapsed in Ottawa. Mm. They pulled him out, put Murray in one cup. <laughs> By the way, while we're on that, congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fuck them. Yeah, but, you know, the best team always wins. Yeah. So now we congratulate the Golden State Warriors too. Uh-huh, I guess we could. Yeah. But in but the build, we're gonna, though. In the build the team atmosphere of the NBA, I don't really nah. we use basketball and competitive. <laughs> It's funny that they're talking about LeBron has to assemble a team now if he stays yeah. in Cleveland. Assemble a team. The yeah. player has to assemble a team. Jesus Christ. Well, when you're LeBron James, you get to pick your call your shots. That league's about as competitive as Mayweather McGregor. Hey, we don't know what we're going to see yet. Yeah, well, we, we got a good we, idea. We know what we have. We got a good idea. Uh, just trust the process. Right. The process doesn't work. You need to buy your teams. Yeah. Um... Moving on to the WWE. Alright. Because our protections are going to be Ghost, Gudis, and Manning. And I'm protecting Noivert. Who are you protecting? Goalie-wise? Yeah. Stolars. Yeah, alright, well. Mm-hmm. We'll find out probably, uh, we'll know before airtime. Yeah. So that'll be good. Uh, moving on to WWE. It's been a busy, busy couple of weeks for the WWE. First, we're going to touch on Extreme Rules, which is coming on. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of interesting things on that. The first was a lot of weird stipulations that I didn't really notice until I started watching the show. We started with The Miz, uh, versus Dean Ambrose for the IC title. 
Okay. Miz went over. It was a brilliant match. There's the stipulation that caught me as strange. This is your Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and the stipulation was the title can change hands on a disqualification. Okay. Are you highlighting disqualifications on an Extreme Rules show? Yeah, why are you worried about it? Yeah, right. it's, it's kind of pointless. But they worked it brilliantly. There were so many spots where, like, Ambrose would pick up a chair, and he'd be gearing up to go, or he'd, you know, have Miz by the hair, and the ref screaming, oh, don't make me do it, Dean. Don't make me do it. And de- no, so all right. That, the one time cool. of the year you get that free pass to do that kind of thing. I'm you cool. can't even do it. I'm good. They had it where, like, he picked up Miz for a power bomb in the corner, and Miz pulled the turnbuckle pad off, mm-hmm. and a little bit later they did the spot where Miz was going to throw him into it. Dean reversed and was about to smash him in that exposed turnbuckle, and it stopped himself. Like, whoop, nope. Didn't better do not it. do that. They had where well, extreme gonna, rules, better not yeah. do that. They had where he was going to smash and Alana stopped himself. Uh, Miz was brilliant, because, like, they had it, like, Ambrose was going to crash in Alana. Or, no, not Alana. No, Maurice. Maurice, yeah. And, uh... I was like, oh, man, I haven't watched the show in a little while, but... Right. <laughs> uh, stopped himself, so he wouldn't hit her. Couldn't risk a DQ. Miz came charging after him. Ambrose moved. Miz stopped himself. <laughs> they did a quick spot real quick where Ambrose got tossed off, and Miz spun around to Maurice and goes, slap me. Slap me in the face right now as hard as you can. She does, and he looks at the ref like, whoa. <laughs> and the ref's like, wait a minute, is, is, is she with you? Pointing at Ambrose, and Ambrose is, you know, screaming, begging. And then, you know, Ambrose gets thrown into the ref. The ref bumps. While the ref's trying to figure out whether or not to do it, Ambrose is pleading with him not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miz sneaks up behind him, hits the skull crushing finale wins the title good for him alright another Miz I see title run cool the Miz is absolutely brilliant with the secondary titles <laughs> I'd love to see him with the strap again just to see it I don't know I mean if he was a bona fide actor <laughs> yeah you, you could see it but yeah well he's an actor he's just not a very good one yeah exactly <laughs> what, what's he doing now 12 rounds number 63 yeah the Marine 7 well the Marine that's a 12 rounds <laughs> yeah. 12 rounds is Orton or Ambrose I don't know who's doing that one now yeah. Uh, yeah the Alexa Bliss versus Bailey in the kendo stick on a pole match. Very <laughs> short, very sad. Somewhere Vince uh, Russo was stroking his chicken. Uh, Vince Russo is not a, a, a stamina man then because it was short. <laughs> it was this. And it was it was completely one sided. Really, it was an absolute squash of Bailey. Huh? Bailey at one point got the stick and debated whether or not to use it. <laughs> decided against it because Bailey's not extreme. She's so poorly booked right now. Yeah, but yeah. They've, they've effectively ruined her, and it's going to take some real work to bring it back. But hugging people and all that shit isn't uh, isn't catching on. It's it's not so much that it's it's the way that she's been presented. As I just said. So all right, so that match sucks. He took something that was absolute fan service and turned it into a joke. Mm. Um, Chisaro won the title from the Hardys as we expected. Yep. This match was weird stipulation wide. It was a cage match. The only way to win was for both people in the match to hit the floor. Okay. Had to be both. Okay, that's... There's a logistics problem here. Okay. And it showed up right when Jeff Hardy climbed out. Great, Jeff's out. So now what? It's Matt versus those two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you fucked up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and this is where it got weird. Eventually, Jeff comes to the top of the cage. And hits the whisper in the wind off the top of the cage, which, Jesus Christ. Nice. Uh, hits them both good, but now Jeff's back in the ring. Okay. He's back in the match. All right. And he's out. But not really, because... So I mean, he's out. He took that bump. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see what you mean. Um, Shazera recovered first and started climbing out. Matt's ready to bolt and realizes Jeff's in the match again. Yeah. So he tried to drag Jeff out of the ring. Became a race for the door in the cage. Cesaro nah. won it. Maybe a tease a little break up there. I, I think they are, definitely. But not, the, maybe not teasing it, but I think it's... The happy. logistics problem involved in... They both have to be eliminated. You didn't realize it right away, but then you stopped. You went, wow, if somebody leaves this cage, they're screwed. Yeah. So they have to be in in sync. Right. You know what I mean? Not the Backstreet Boys. Nope. In sync. No, they have to be in sync. <laughs> 
Hardys are in a weird spot. They need their yeah. gimmick back, man. They do. Um, I think Vince ought to just pay. I think he ought to pay. I think maybe splitting them helps, too. Yeah, it does, but then what do you do with Matt? If you split him, you can use Jeff the way you want, put him in the main event, and you can break Matt. <sighs> yeah, he sees his brother going all right. to the top again. Especially if he goes through Matt to do it. Yeah, could do that. Uh, Especially with Matt blaming him for the title loss, yep. this, that, and the other thing. Kind of writes itself. We had Neville in a submission match with Austin Aries, which he won. All right. Good for Neville. Where do you go from here? Apparently, he seems to be Akira Tozawa. Uh, highlight of the match was the finish. Neville hasn't used the red arrow in a while. Uh, been using the rings of Saturn. Okay. Uh, actually, hit a red arrow onto Aries' back. Mm. And immediately transitioned into the rings of Saturn. Nice. It was nice. It was very, very nice. But the hot topic of the night was the Fatal Five-Way. <laughs> Which uh, was Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. Uh, why do I feel like Ziggler was involved in this? When you need bodies, where's Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joe won it. And this was for the shot at... For the shot at Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, I heard they had a little trouble with the uh, trademarking on that. A little bit, quickly. Yeah. They agreed to use the song as well as the name. And Jerry Lee Lewis was involved and happy. Cool. Um, or as a state, rather. Uh, so Joe won, and I, I had said on the last show that I didn't think it was time for that. Yeah. Oh, man, was I wrong. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Everything I've been reading is, uh... Really I can't wait for this now. This is gonna be something. It would have been something at a major pay-per-view, not... They had him... He was... Joe's been great in his promo since then, too. Yeah. He came out a couple of weeks ago on Raw, and he's got Heyman in the corner, because he, you know, he, he calls out Lesnar, and, and Heyman comes out, and Heyman does his promo, and Heyman's always gold. Yeah. Um, you know, they all happy, good times, shake hands, and then Joe pulls him back, and... Come here, I want to talk to you for a second. He pulls him in the corner. He didn't even have the mic up at this point, but the cameras are picking her up. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I understand that you're here on behalf of Brock Lesnar, and, you know, Lesnar's not here. And the fact that Lesnar didn't even have decency to come out here, it, it really upsets me. It's really disappointing to me. And uh, I, I, I just want you to bring a message to him. And, you know, Paul's, Heyman's going, uh, Joe, I'm, I'm just an advocate. He's like, right, I understand that, but... Uh, you know, just something I gotta tell you here. It's, uh, something really bad is going to happen to you right now. <laughs> um, and he's explaining this all matter-of-factly. Yeah. He's like, I, I just want you to know. Like uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And, you know. He said, I want you to know I'm going to wrap my arms around your neck and I'm going to squeeze and you're going to feel your neck get tight and you're going to see white and then you're going to go to sleep. I'm just that I, I understand that. Just send this message along for him. <laughs> and then did it. And then choked him out. So they had Lesnar come on the next show. And, you know, Heyman cut out a great promo about how the other Samoans want nothing to do with Joe. Yeah. Stuff like that. Wow. And, yeah. And Joe comes out. They did the big pull apart, and it was not one-sided. Problem is, the match is going to be. This is all to build Lesnar for next year's WrestleMania. Let's not forget this. Against Reigns. Yeah. Jeez. God. What's the plan now? I know it is, and I was just hoping you would tell me something different. Yeah, but, I mean, the idea is for him to run through basically all the top guys on the way there. So you're going to bring up a guy, make him a top guy, just so we can run through him? Lesnar's going to run through Joe. He's going to run through Rollins. He's going to run through Balor. Mm-hmm. may run through Wyatt. He's going to run through Strowman. Why? Because that's what he does. I don't... But just to set him up for Reigns. Not only that, but when was the last time Brock Lesnar beat someone and it hurt that person? I get it, but damn. Yeah. Just for Reigns bothers you? Yeah. You get the Bray Wyatt flashbacks, anybody but him? Yeah. And I get that. But yeah. at the same time, it's got to be somebody. Yeah. Uh, from the past on to the future, the blue brand is doing the show. SmackDown's got money in the bank coming up in a couple of days here. Yeah, two days. And, uh, you know, by air, it'll be uh, coming on. Yep. Our predictions will have shown to be absolutely perfect. We are pressing people. Yeah. They normally are, aren't they? Yeah. We'll start with the undercard. We've got the Usos taking on defending their titles against the New Day. Uh, who cares? 
<coughs> oh, I mean, yay. Hey, put the titles on the new day and they're good again. Yeah. Not only that, but the fact that they were gone for a while actually did help them. When they came back, it was obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't, oh, these guys again. It was. Oh, I never back. got like that with them. Like, even my wife, would, she would hear their music hit and actually come into the room and start yeah. watching the show. Because they're, 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 they're so campy, cheesy, it's funny. Sure. Right. You know what I mean? It works. New Day rocks. Yeah. And Bootios. And, Bootios, you know, right. And Francesca, what are they up to, 15 now? No, sure. Uh, you got uh, Jinder Mahal defending against Randy Orton. Right, you went from the undercard right to the main event? Or is no, that the main event? Or no. Is that, is that going to be on the pre-show? The latter matches of the main event. The okay. pre-show is actually the Hype Brothers, Mojo Raleigh and the returning Zack Ryder against uh, the Colognes, Primo and Epico. Nice. Great. Well, please stop giving us gimmicks. Just let us be us. Right. And they, they acquiesce. They're not Matadors. They're not... Uh, Matadors. Oh Timeshare salesmen or whatever. The uh, yeah, Shining was Stars pretty... were. <laughs> Reminds you of the 80s and the... Right. Uh, in... It was, uh, it was, uh, it was there. It was what it was. So and we were gonna put this team together. Uh, I don't know. Um, what's what's Aiden Knuckleball Schwartz up to? Right. Yeah. That's a, uh, what, well, like, well, we got timeshare guys. We gotta yeah. do something about guys. There's some gotta be something about you guys. You're uh, you're not big. Uh, yeah. Not terribly strong. You're uh, you're Puerto Rican. Let's use that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put you in a mask and make you quang. Right. What was that oh Savio Vega? <laughs> oh my god. Just let me be Savio Vega, and it worked. Savio Vega yeah. was great. When well, he wasn't breaking people's neck. Hey. Accident. That was D'Lo. Oh, I was. Was it D'Lo? That was D'Lo. Okay. It was an accident. And it was an accident. Yeah, I get it. it wasn't wearing his chest protector. Yeah, that's what happened. So yeah, Jinder Mahal defending against Randy Orton. I can't believe I. St- I still can't believe I'm saying that. How about this? If he picks up a win, Mahal. I do. Yeah. Well, he probably will. Yeah. I've seen him I mean, coming back on the July Fourth. He's coming back as a free agent. Yeah. He's gonna work both shows. Pop the ratings for both shows. It's funny because I, you know I'm never gonna be a Cena fan, but I'm starting to at least respect his work. Still have a little ways to go. Uh, you're getting there. No, I still have a little ways to go. You're getting there, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's, he's, he's doing the retirement tour, right? But he's not retiring. Yeah, he is. No, he's going to be a part-timer. No, he's, he's a part-timer now. That's what I mean. He's going to do, like, what's his name? Uh, Jericho. I mean, no, brilliant. Best work he's done. Jericho may be back by SummerSlam. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Fozzie's not, like, that great. He's getting there. Um, They're just putting out a lot. Well, the thing is, Jericho got really over. Yeah. And then he went and do Fozzie. Fozzie. A bunch of people went and checked it out. Yeah, <laughs> but then you, gotta have to, you have to have good music for, to get a following. And... There hasn't been good music in 10 years. Nah. Uh, and then the women's title match. Uh, Naomi will defend against Lana. Which, how does Lana just ask for the title match? Okay, sounds good. No, she asked for it, and she asked me in the Money in the Bank match, and they said no. So you're just, you're not good enough. So we'll put you in a title match instead? And then they asked, she asked for a title shot, and again, you're, no, you're, you're not good enough. And then they, they did a big Schmaz tag team, and Lana ran out, interfered, and called Sammy to match. Now Naomi wants to fight her. Oh, so that's how it is. Yeah. Into, yeah. Now it makes sense. Okay. In the long roundabout way. Um, Lana might go over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If they're going to push her. They took uh, Emma Lee. The problem with the women's division right now is if they're going to push you, the first thing they do is put the title on you. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Uh, but they took Emmalina's gimmick and gave it to Lana. Yeah. So, they, I guess they're expecting something for... Emma us. worked one day. Did she? Just came back Emma? from injury. Oh, she came back from injury and I got hurt. <laughs> and then came back from injury again. She didn't get hurt? Not yet. Yeah. We're all waiting with bated breath. Weeks young. Uh, speaking of the women's title, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Hmm. Will be taking place Sunday night. We've got uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamita Snuka. Hmm. One interesting thing here is that's five. Yeah, I was going to say, I just read something today. There's a name uh, missing somewhere. Yeah. Some people were saying it could be Lana. Maybe she loses and mm. then she comes back into that. I wouldn't think. Um, who was the name that I read? I thought I read somebody. You hear anything? Boy, if I had to pick, I'd love it to be Oscar. 
Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. But she's still... Still champion now. Yeah, right? she's still got the strap. And we're talking two days from now. So that's that's not going to be Oscar. Unless she's the first one to do it. Nah. NXT Women's Division's a bit flimsy. So you can't really call her up anyway. Right. I mean, yeah, you call her up. Do you see, a, return- the- do you see like a returning woman? Maybe. Like uh, somebody from the past? Maybe. I don't think someone from the past so much. Especially since like you're at a point right now where you're about to get a whole big influx of women. Because you're doing the May Young tournament. Yeah, it's true. The Maybe it's going to be somebody from that. There's 30, they already announced uh, four of them. I think unofficially they've announced like eight or nine of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Kimberly, Crazy Marie Dobson, or yeah. whatever her name is. Um, She's going to be Sarah Logan. That's her name. Uh, I'm thinking, why not bring somebody back? If you're going to bring back Mickey James, why not uh, Victoria? Why not? And Victoria's been rumored to be in the tournament as well. Okay. Which I can see. Uh, I'm sure they'll fill it out with like, like, like Leva Bates, people yeah. like that. You know, get blue pants in there. Uh, a lot of good workers to go around. Yeah. You really can't miss. There's so much female talent out there right now. The thing that sucks with WWE is, they, well not sucks, but um, with the women's division, they actually put Sarah Del Rey as a trainer in next. She could work the tournament. She could work it, yeah. yeah. And that, that'd be good, because her work's pretty damn good. Her, uh, they got... They got Sarita from TNA. Okay. And they just picked up uh, another girl from TNA whose name escapes. Okay. Uh, Tia Trinidad, I think. All right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to... It's the same thing as, like, the Cruiserweight thing. They're going to have to start yeah. fucking some people. And they're going to. Oh, yeah. They're not going to get the same as the Cruiserweight there. They're not going to get to keep them all. Yep. Uh, but uh, back to this ladder match. Who do you who do you got here? Um, you putting your money on the question mark? It'd be fun, too. And it really highlights the problem with the women's division, especially over on SmackDown. As you look at these names, Becky, Charlotte, Natty, Carmella, and Tamina, it's, it's all kind of different ways of saying the same thing. Yeah. They all kind of blend together. I think... And that's a problem. I like Becky. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I do, too. The Irish last kicker. I like Becky. Yeah. And Becky uh, exactly. a phenomenal talent. Yeah. The Irish accent. Yeah, this is a factor. Yeah. But that's not... It's a small factor. Well, here you have a thing for women from the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Just a thought. Uh, right. Yeah, what do I say? <laughs> they, good, moving on. They have good stock. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say here. Uh, I kind of wish I didn't say that. But. <laughs> so let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> we're going to agree on Becky here. Uh, with the men's, we're going to have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And uh, by the way, I'm just glad the briefcases are back. Yeah. What do I love having that thing out there? It's like an albatross. Mm-hmm. Please don't cash it in the same night like has happened lately. Let that thing stretch out for like 300 days. Remember, was it Mr. Kennedy said he was going to cash it at WrestleMania? Yeah. And then didn't hurt a bunch of people and then got hurt himself. Yeah. Ended up losing the briefcase to Edge, who promptly cashed it in. Mm-hmm. And won. Beat the Undertaker. Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Shinsei Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, and AJ Styles. Styles, I want to cross off right away. Yep. Because he's bulletproof. Yeah. So you don't need to put the strap on him. You don't, you don't need to put a strap on him, him and you can... You can yeah. He's absolutely he's immune to booking. And I think Corbin at this point, I think it's just... Though WWE is known to do this... I think Corbin's a possibility. Um, Putting it on him early. There's a guy that How you put a briefcase on him? You guy know. you mentioned that I think after Ginger Mahal winning the belt, you can't say no to. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's a good option. Um, Who's the current champion? Ginger Mahal. That's right. Did I just say that? Yeah. Okay. Sami Zayn... I have another Zima. Yeah. Oh, we worked it in there, didn't yeah. we? We worked it in. Shit, now they all know we're drinking Zimas. Yeah, I, I, I go with Zane just for the, the one, because he deserves it. Yeah. He does. I mean, he's taken, but he's bumped for people, pull people over, he's done. He's been a good soldier. 
And at the very least, throw him in the back. Like, Sami Zayn has the same problem Dolph Ziggler is that people found out really quickly that he's really, really good mm-hmm. at bumping and selling. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but it makes you a good perfect, ragtop. Wouldn't this be the perfect thing to to put? Um, they tried it with Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, with Mahal putting him over, though. I mean, like maybe give him a little bit of credibility when they. I'm sure the Orton feud's going to go on for a couple pay per views. I'd like to see Sami do it against the bigger champion. Though. Yeah, but hey, I think just getting his name in. He's seen this. Like I could see the Sami Zayn saga coming full circle. He came into the company uh, the U.S. Invitational, the U.S. Open Challenge yeah. against John Cena. Yep. Fucking roll it back. Put the strap on Cena real quick. Roll that back. Have Zane conquer Cena. Bring it full circle. There you go. But then you gotta put the strap on Cena and it breaks Flair's record. Which it doesn't, no. by the way. No, it does there's, not. It, the world championships are way different. There's at least ten... T- Ten oh, championship yeah. rings that Flair's had that they're not counting. Exactly. <laughs> um, Flair had a couple of like uh, secondary belt. He had a couple of WWE title rings that they're no. not mentioning either. Really? Yeah. There's. There, I, I saw an article once. There was a breakdown. It's fascinating stuff. I'd like to see if they did it's stuff like how like he would go on overseas tours and drop the belt one night, and drop and pick it, it and win it back at the end of the tour. Yeah. yeah. Or for instance, when he uh, he beat or Kerry Von Erich beat him, and then he beat Kerry Von Erich eighteen days later. Sure. Did, did they count that as a ring? Yeah. See, so I mean, it was on the list actually. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, and the the reason I bring that name up is I had the chance uh, earlier this week. I was just really bored and had nothing to do. I went in the old DVDs. I watched the WWE Triumph and Tragedies of the WCCW. Okay. And then I watched the one that was put out right around the same time, actually before that, by an independent company where Kevin Von Erich tours the sportatoriums before they ripped it down. Right. Because um, it was a fucking pit. It was a pit in 1950 <laughs> when, you know, it was yeah. the hottest it was. Hardwood floors, no air conditioning. The whole bit, yeah. Rats yeah. the size of cats. Sure. Um, man, that company was just one snake bitten after David died. But just the, the the people that came out of there, the stuff that they did. I mean, that's where cameras and it's camera like, angles and music it's and like lights and speakers. Production. And, exactly. Um, Thank you. It's a situation where they were able to breed stars, but mm-hmm. they weren't able to use them. Well, they used them just fine. Watch that wrestling, dude. It was some good, good, good. Right, good but without stuff. the production, they had the production. They they invented production pretty much for wrestling. And what happened was is yeah, David Von Erich die. Then you got uh, Gina Hernandez comes in. He's a great star. He winds up dying. Then another Von Erich dies. Then another Von Erich dies. Then another. Then they start. They brought in at some point. They brought in. Uh, they still managed to breed them fast enough that there's still plenty of Von Erichs around. Dude, there's one left. No, there's there's who? Kevin. There's Kevin. There's That's Lacey. That's there's... Carrie's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, Kevin Von Erich said I used to have five brothers. I He said I have none now. Yeah. You know? Because m- many people don't know that uh, David wasn't the first one to die. Jack, Jack E, as they called him, was the, uh, the first one to die. Yeah. All right, way off topic. Sorry about that. So let's break this down. Styles definitely isn't going to win this thing. Correct. Which means he probably will. Yes. Yeah, I just, I don't think it's time for Nakamura yet. Yeah. I think the whole not speaking English thing. I mean, it, it, it makes cool. him speak more and more. It was cool for uh, Funaki and guys like that. But sure. I, I think if you're going to put the guy push him up to where you know winning the money in the bank and everything like that you gotta kind of not only that but they really kind of screwed him with his debut he had the debut match against Ziggler and it was, it was book 50-50 mm. you're bringing this guy in as this great thing and you're having struggle against the guy whose gimmick at the time was that he couldn't win so yeah the logic's a little mismatched there you kind of weakened him a bit uh Hell of a worker, though. He's and fantastic. His en- and his entrance is just amazing. And I'm sure they'll get it. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors going around. Triple H is kind of pissed with the way his guys are being used once they get called out. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's the article I was seeing about that he and Vince are disagreeing. And it's probably uh, it's probably right. It's a little valid. Yeah. Especially with Bailey. Yeah. How did you botch that? Such a fan favorite concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Moving on, we got Baron Corbin. Oh, I'm gonna set aside again. I, I think again, it's it's not time yet, which means, of course, they they're gonna push him. Right, he's gonna go over because right. Um, they never they're like the Eagles used to be, where they would cut guys right at thirty. Yeah, and but WWE is just the opposite. They push guys before you right. really should. It's like they want to see some dedication before they get behind yeah. you. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, we can't get a definite no. We're a little deadlocked on Corbin here. Yeah, so we'll I, set him aside. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to Sami Zayn. Who I already said. I liked your idea. Yeah, but I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be the mid-card, upper mid-card yeah. guy his whole career. He's going to be Dolph Ziggler. He's, he's going to be the underdog. And if you book that correctly, it can work. It absolutely should be. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being an, a mid-carder for your career. There's absolutely not. Rick Martel made millions off him. That's true. Well, he made thousands, but at the time, that was millions. Millions, yeah. Uh, and, but, the, but the thing is, he came from other federations as a champion. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, like guys like Jake Roberts, Roddy Piper. Yeah, you're really right. main event guys. They, they, you're right. The pipe, the, he uh, can savage to an extent. Like he, he touched the main event more towards the end. Yeah, but he was always in Hogan's shadow. shadow. Yeah. So again, guys like Sergeant Slaughter, definitely money to be made in the mid card. That's true. And you look at a guy like and Dolph you don't Ziggler. Have, you don't have the dog eat dog world in right. the in the mid card. And you look at a guy like Dolph Ziggler, who's absolutely found his niche right there in the mid card. But at the same time, I think they're wasting him in the mid card. Yeah, they moved him up and it didn't work. He got the nice I'll beat the drum again for my guy, yeah. Zack Ryder. So it's uh, well. Yeah. Anyhow, he'd be the only one. Yep. When you're in a tag team with Mojo Rella and you're considered the lesser guy, yeah, yeah, something went wrong. Kevin Owens is the next guy. They just can't help themselves with him, can they? It's like the, he's got to be involved in the title scenes. Yeah, not that, but I'm pretty sure he's the U.S. champion. Yeah. So that's why I don't really see it happening there. I think more likely... Well, remember back in the day, and I wish we could get back to this, where the secondary champ was always the next guy. He was the number, number one contender. Yeah. Right. What, uh, well, yeah, storyline-wise, what it actually was is it was a tester. Yeah. How is this guy going to react with a bill? Right. Like, how, how long was Lex Luger the uh, champion? U.S. champion? Right. How do we how, accept? How's they gonna, how are they going to accept this guy as a champion? Yep. So that if we do go all the way with him, we kind of know what we're getting into. Yep. Uh, it was the training wheels. Exactly. And it worked. Um, but I, I just it's I, I think it's more likely that Owen's next U.S. title feud gets set up in this. Yeah. Yeah. With um, somebody that he interacts with during the match. By so. the way, Owen's and Zayn in a match again. They really are destined to do this forever. They are Batman and the Joker. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> it's great. What about something with Owens and Corbin? There you go. It's heel and heel, so that's a little trickier. But you could yeah. reignite Owens and You could, but why? Because it's excellent to watch every time. Oh, yeah. That's true. Alright, uh, what else we got for WWE? You got one more guy here, Dolph Ziggler. So what else do we got for WWE? Right, Ziggler's a no. Owens is a no. So it's down to Zayn and Corbin. I'm going to say Zayn with the likelihood that it is actually Corbin. I'm going to say Corbin with the likelihood that it's actually Corbin. <laughs> okay. So there we go. There it is. Um, and that's really all we got. Like I said, John Cena's free agency is interesting. Not I think really. that the one thing I have noticed, it's weird because you can't really put a finger on why, but the product is definitely lessened without him there. I think it was just experiencing such a big uptick. Now, Not it's, only that, planing, but it's planing out, plateauing. At the same time, just being there, just being, having John Cena in your match kind of elevates it. Maybe yeah. not quality-wise. Okay. Maybe not towards your entertainment value, but it makes it a bigger match. Yeah. Even if you're Truth. in, like, a tag match and you get to pin on Cena, it's a big deal. It's something. Yeah. It's something. It's surprising. Yeah. Then he actually goes over clean? Right. Oh, okay. Then but yeah, that's about where we're at with that. All right. 
Cool. So, uh, you're up. What do you got for Eagles? Eagles. Uh, mandatory mini camps uh, where this last week or the last two weeks, whatever it's been. Um, hearing a lot of things about uh, Alshon Jeffrey as being exactly what we thought he would be. Yeah, just like I said, Nicardo on the way here. Everybody looks good against our corners. But apparently our cornerbacks are lighting the world on fire. Ah. Especially Rasul Douglas and... Uh, oh, Rasul's good. I like him. And uh, Mills. Which, Mills, if he didn't have the off-the-field problems, probably would not have been a seventh-round draft. Jalen Mills first play of mini camps, he jumped the pass, jumped the McGlynn pass and took it for pick six. Yeah. Well, today, actually, from what I'm, what I'm being led to believe it was either today or yesterday, called his shot. Lined up in the defense, saw what the <laughs> offense was running, said, I'm going to pick this off and I'm going to uh, pick six. I'm and, gone. Yeah. And he did. So, I think... Um, Turns to the reporters and goes, watch this. Exactly. <laughs> that's apparently what he did. Get your he, camera yeah. ready. Yeah, right? Get your popcorn ready. Um, so, that's pretty cool. Um, not... You know, it's the dead period of the uh, the year. Right. I know a lot of the guys, uh, the receivers, are going out to, and I don't know why they're doing this, but they're going. Well, I know why, but they're going out to South Dakota to have Carson Wentz throw to them. I get it, Carson. Why don't you pick a different spot and travel to somebody else? I, I just South Dakota. The guy's going off and doing his own things with the thing he did, the uh, the quarterback mechanics thing. Yeah, now he's got them coming to him in South. Dakota. I almost said South Carolina, South Dakota. Yeah, it would be a lot cooler if it was South Carolina. I almost never say South Dakota. Yeah, just generally in life. Well, here's the thing. I, I think I <laughs> get what you're getting like at. He's kind of getting a little diva. A little bit, yeah. I don't think it's that. I think. At the time that he went and he worked out with these quarterback gurus and all this stuff, he wasn't allowed to have contact with the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, so I don't think it's like I don't I don't think it raises concern yet. No, I, I definitely don't think it is. It's, I don't think his makeup is the kind of person that you're gonna have to worry about that. There diva. could be the stirrings of something that might become concern. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're pretty far off from that right. at this point. Um, I, you know. Just because of you know, how faith-based he is and everything like that. Sure. Um, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that, but who knows? You know, I mean, he's making a de- decent chunk of change now. Imagine if you give him a $100 million contract. Who does he turn into then? We'll have to see. But uh, um, yeah. apparently the Eagles are in love with the way that uh, LeGarrette Blunt catches the ball. LeGarrette Blunt, who has 40 receptions in his whole career, <laughs> they're in love with the way he catches the Most ball. Most of them were in the last two years. <laughs> I don't understand, but... Yeah, well... Maybe they they see something we don't. Um, hearing that it may be a little bit of a an uphill battle for Wendell Smallwood to actually make the team. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. You know, second year, they're saying this Pumphrey kid is legit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, from everything I saw about him, he came from San Diego State, which Marshall Falk also did as well. Saw a piece on the two of them together um, before the draft. It was it was pretty awesome. And uh, the only place you can watch football in San Diego now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, what else do I hear is going on? Uh, the whole, I'll just address the Jeremy Macklin thing since we talked about it and sure. kind of broke it on the show last time. Um, wound up signing with the Ravens. And he was one of the teams that we thought he might. We discussed it Actually, later. Actually, that was the, yeah, that was yeah. the team they said that there was the least chance because of the money situation. Right. So apparently, um, I think it was two years, five million, two, to, two years, $11 million, something like that. And one of the local restaurants kicked in free crab, crab cakes for life. Well, at first it was for the life of his contract yeah and now then they up the offer yeah, yeah. so that, that apparently got the deal done um crab cakes shit Maryland, trust me, they are what... If only we had known before he left. Right. We could have bought him with some food. (laughs) Right. Um, 
I'm not sad to see him not come back. Eh, it would have been one of those things like... Like I had said on last show, it's, it, it crowds the receiver spot. You have to get rid of Matthews. Yeah. I think I think that's going to be a problem because you're going to have to pay Jeffrey. Yeah. I mean, whether it's $9.5 million, $13 million, whatever he's making this year, whether it's $15 million, whatever it is, that's a lot of money. And of course, it's going to be a long-term contract, so it's going to spread out a little bit. Yeah. So that's all good and, and dandy. Then you have to pay Matthews, too. Yeah. So what's he going to want? So again, it all comes back to the money. You know me. Um, and then right now, as it stands next year, we have $857,000 under the cap. That's not a lot of money. There are a lot of cuts to be... And, th- and by the way, this is also uh, going to touch on my next point. Jason Peters. Um, I can't believe it took you this long to get to it. Yeah. the biggest um, news coming out of camp this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, I guess we'll get right into it. He reworked his deal. He's only on the cap this year for like $2 million or whatever yeah. it is. Whatever. Or I'm, I'm sorry, $9 million as opposed to eleven. So they saved $2 million, which is great. But I, I just don't know what the hell to do with that money. I have no idea where they're getting the money from. Um, and then, uh, but like next year, I was saying $857,000. Harry Roseman's a wizard. They're going to wind up, next year, I believe, is the year they get rid of Selleck, Kelsey. All right, a lot of this depends. Why? You're probably right, but it, the performance. If these guys go out and light the world on fire, you keep... Well, Selleck, for instance, hasn't lit the world on fire in forever. Yeah. He's paying him a quarter. Not only that, but he's getting towards the end. Yeah. Same thing with Kelsey. Kelsey's uh, like 30. Yeah. He's about 30, 31, or he'll be 31 next year. Yeah. He's not that good to begin with. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but so, again, if he lights the world on fire, you don't have a better option. You hang on. Well, yeah, you have Wesnuski. You have. Uh, it doesn't make Samala. a better option. No, I actually think it does. I, to be right honest, now with, I'd say it does, but yeah. see how it shakes out. But I mean, you cut a few guys, you, you do a few things. You're looking at fifteen, eighteen million dollars. One of the worst players have gotten paid on better seasons. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brock Osweiler will tell you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, or Matt Flynn. <laughs> but these guys both had great seasons the season before, so we can't really say that. Mike Lennon. I He's never had a good season. He had a good <laughs> still season. Got paid. He's had a good season in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's, he it's, did. Uh, yeah. And they brought in, I think it was Winston, like the year after. For yeah. I mean, basically, what you're doing there is you're going from you know a C plus player that could maybe be a B plus to a B plus that could be an A plus. Yeah, that's basically what you just did with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, not a whole lot going on in the Eagles or even in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, around the league, there's probably some stuff going. Chargers packed up and left LA, San Diego finally. Yeah. Great. I mean. Sure. What's that really do for anything other than... Her? By the way, interesting point to bring the whole show for full circle. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not to end it here, but... um, Coming around, the Detroit Lions' odds to win the NFC North this year. Okay. Are the same odds Conor McGregor has of winning. That's 700 to 1? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ugly odds. <laughs> that kind of puts things into perspective, though. Yeah. Uh... That is kind of crazy. But, uh, you know, letting it sink in for a week with many camps and stuff. Where, where, do you, where, where, where do you see this team finishing? Oh, that is a great question. It really is. I think it? the offense is going to be pretty dynamic. I think, you know, with Jeffrey out there, with Torrey Smith stretching the field. <laughs> right. You know, Jeremy Matt, or, um, you sorry, be Jordan You don't want to be too dynamic in the sense that you're all over the place. Well, no, you can be. I mean, that's what an offense should be. Right, but you want to keep some sort of a flow as well. Yeah, they'll, and they'll have plenty of flow. I mean, they're going to have running backs that are they're going in and out, and uh, like Eric Blunt and everything. Uh, again, Jordan Matthews in the slot, and he's really going to be like the second or third target, which is really what you want him to be. Right. And everybody so, talks about the offensive side of the ball. Where are we on D? Defense? I can tell you how great the cornerbacks look in shells and pa- and uh, shorts. Yeah. You're not going to buy it. No. I mean, every, everything that you want to hear is what you're hearing out of the defense as yeah. far as the cornerbacks. And even the defensive line. Apparently, Derek Barnett looks like a freaking beast, which is yeah. awesome. And that's what we need him to be. Really, it's just a little bit too early in the season to tell. You know, another month, training camp starts. 
starts probably in about a month. Right. Um, so we'll we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about then, but they're trending in the right way. Um, so problem the, is they're doing it with a lot of one-year deals. That can turn into can, turn into can. bigger deals. It can. You know what I mean? But there's a whole lot of show me on this team right now. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. No. That's really not a bad thing. If you think about it, you got guys that are just like, I'm not going to get my next NFL contract unless I perform here. Right. So I need to do something. So either you're going to become Nelson Aguilar, who you get in your own head and screw up your whole career, which by the way, they're saying he looks great, but he's a camp he's a camp wizard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Show it to me on the, on the field in uh, September to January. Looking great in gym class doesn't make you an athlete. Exactly. <laughs> At one time in our elementary school, we played the rim rule. Remember that, Bell Oaks? What was the rule? Oh, if you hit the rim, if it counted? You the, if you were down by a certain amount of points or whatever <laughs> as your team. I had like 50 points one time. It was like the all-time of all times. I couldn't hit a shot, but I could hit the hell out of the rim. I went to a whorehouse in Amsterdam once that had a rim rule. Oh, boy. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Jim, does this remind you of anything? No. The clap. So, <laughs> moving on. Back, or back to the Eagles. Yeah. So, we have... Um, yeah, you, your question was, how do I see this shaking out? Yeah. I see a 9-7, and 10-6 and six team. Okay. Which, I think one of two things are going to happen. It's either going to be that the Cowboys run away with the division, or they're, the Cowboys are in the hunt with the Eagles and the Giants to, again, 9-7, and 10-6. and six. A lot of the Cowboys season hinges up whether or not Dak was a fluke. See, the reason I don't think Dak was a fluke was because you had Ezekiel Elliott behind him. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a fluke. But he might. <laughs> oh, he could be. I've seen stranger what, things. They're not asking him to do a whole lot. Other yeah. than turn around and hand it to Zeke. Yeah. And then, you know, when that's not there, throw it over to uh, Des Bryant on the outside. Or Jason Witten. Or you got uh, Cole Beasley. Or you know, these guys. They let him play within the system. Yeah. And the system actually worked. Sure. It makes me think, you know, what would happen if that was the way Romo had... <sighs> Romo. Here's the thing with them. Everybody says they have the number one offensive line in the in football. They have some really good players on the offensive line. They actually have some really good players on the bench that haven't even come out yet. Lyle Collins being one of them. Yeah. I'd like to, uh, you know, I think our offensive line could be just as good. Yeah. It could have, you know, everything kind of hinges. And it's one of these things where... This time of year, doesn't everything? Yeah. It, it's, it's a sense where it doesn't necessarily have to work. It has to work together. Because mm-hmm. especially in the line. Oh, God, yeah. You can yeah. put an all-star team up there, but if they can't work together, you're screwed. What was that... I think it was Chip Kelly's first year. The offensive line, every single player played every single play for every single game that year all together. Right. And I believe we went to the playoffs. Yeah. The following two years, we had some injuries. We had a suspension to Lane Johnson. <laughs> you know, the whole bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I still think we have a very, very promising line. I really do. There's a lot of promise on this team, but it's so much show me that you wonder about the long-term health of the team. It's certainly a win-now team that can't win now. Yeah. There's, that exists. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're doing the opposite of the tank. They're like, we want to be good enough to show our fans we're trying, but, the we're not, an- but we're not good enough. <laughs> they're the anti-Jets. Yeah. Because the Jets are f- in full tank mode. Absolutely. They cut half their roster yeah. last week. That's all that. <laughs> Like like the, the linebacker, the Sam Hinkie. Anytime you showed a shred of talent, you're gone. Right? <laughs> he scored 15. Yeah. Oh, he's got to go. <laughs> like... You mean 15 this week or 15, <laughs> right. 15 in the game? But yeah, so I mean that's kind of where we're at now. It's the dead time. You'll probably hear a couple of stories. The there rules. may even be a signing or two. But... The Sam Hinkie rules: if you scored more in the game than you did in practice, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Practice. We talking about practice? We talking about practice. There it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think you've probably heard enough of us today. <laughs> I'm sure. I think I've heard enough of you today. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, in summation, go Eagles. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. I'm excited for the season. Don't get me wrong. Not on a pack team. Flyers are going to be very exciting in the coming weeks. I think the NHL as a whole is going to be exciting. Yeah, like, it's I'm already even, starting. I'm the, and we've talked about this, how I'm the uh, John Madden football. I'm the yeah. uh, franchise mode guy. This yeah. is like, that's the kind it's of It's already starting because the roster is free tomorrow. Yeah. Because they're gonna freeze them until the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. The expansion draft is when? Uh, Wednesday, twenty first. Wednesday, and then no, I thought you said it was Sunday, and then we'll hear about it Wednesday. No, they do the, they, they you gotta submit your list. Okay. Tomorrow, and Vegas will submit their picks to the league on Sunday. Then we'll hear about it Wednesday. But the whole unveiling, the Vegas Knights jerseys, everybody's getting new jerseys because they're switching from Reebok to Adidas. Oh, uh, really? Most of it's just going to be they're going to change the the uh, emblem, yeah, or the spot, the yeah, maker's right. mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twelve teams are getting actual redesigns. One of the saddest I heard was that Edmonton, because you only get a home and away this year, because you don't want to put too much on Adidas with third jerseys and yeah. alternates. They've got to do all this. The first time, mm-hmm. so well, it's not like they've never done this before. I mean, right? They, but they did the NBA. Did they ever have? I don't think they ever had the NFL. Right, but it's different fabric. It's different. Yeah, you're talking about a sweater, not a jersey. Yeah, but it's got to be lightweight. Uh, it's it's weird blend. Well, if you've of, seen Adidas's golf shirts. You can tell they're lightweight. They're, yeah, they're, they're wet. They breathe real well. Yeah. Um. Interesting note, my uh, company, we got a bunch of polos, and that's what they wear, Adidas. But the, sad, the, the saddest part was, because you only get a home and away, the Edmonton Oilers have decided to use their alternate orange jerseys as their home jersey for this year. Mm. So they'll have the away whites and the home orange, which means the Oiler Blues are gone. Yeah, how's that stick? That's a mm. shame. Yeah. I mean, that's an iconic jersey. That's mm-hmm. the Gretzky jersey. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Hey. But another 11 teams are going to get redesigned. It could be something as simple as switching from an alternate to the home jersey. It could be minor tweaks. Yeah. It could be a whole new go. You don't know. I wonder how long that's been in the development stages. It's like uh, we talked about the NFL. It takes us three years to do it. Yeah. So that's that's ridiculous. No, you can change your hockey form whenever you want. Yeah. Which is good. As as right, what it, else you got? That's, I mean, that's where we're at with that. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up with, you know, pray for Matt. Pray for Matt Hughes, yeah. Matt Hughes. I, you know, it's, it sounds so flippant to wrap it up like that, but I, I sincerely hope that he pulls through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hope he's still with us now. But as for the rest of the week, I hope you all enjoyed. Enjoy the expansion draft. Enjoy WWE. WWE Money in the Bank. I know I always do. It's a good paper. Uh, by the way, interesting side note on that. It's the first time in his entire career Shinsei Nakamura is competing in a ladder match. Really? How is that possible? Right. Especially in New Japan, all of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they don't do ladder matches in Japan very often. Nah, that's it's, true. it's kind of a rare breed, but he went through NXT for a year and a half without a ladder match. Yeah. And it seems like a fit. Like, it seems like it'd work. See how it works out. Uh, strong style with ladders. Yeah. It could go badly for somebody. Yeah. Enjoy Money in the Bank. Uh, we'll be back next week with an expansion draft fallout. Money in the Bank full out. We'll be talking more about UFC 213 coming up. A lot of good fights for the UFC coming up this summer. And uh, we'll have more on the Eagles. I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah, it'll be a little bit. If not, we'll, we'll scour the league. We'll find something. We'll find some. We always talk. We always do. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the next couple weeks. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll enjoy our Zimas. We'll enjoy our Zimas, and uh, we'll see you next time. That was a great play by the cornerback. Yeah, game is over, but the fisticuffs apparently aren't.